Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. More blasted rhetoric from the Banana Republic for people who think capital punishment isn't going nearly far enough. <laughs> Dangerous mid-morning debate with the great dictator. The independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. So, that's all right then, after cancelling 760 flights, ruining the travel plans of 110,000 people and snookering Christmas for double that number, the powers that be have decided that everything at Gatwick Airport is now fine. That's despite the fact that the drones are still out there, the control of the drones is still at large and nothing has actually changed at all. Why couldn't they have opened the runway 24 hours earlier? We'll be getting the latest on the holiday hell from our man on the spot, Toby Gillies, uh, who's down there right now to tell us all about the chaos. We want to hear your calls as well though. 0344 499 1000. First up this morning though, we're talking about Britain's national sport. It's not football, it's not rugby, it's not cycling and it's not even fishing. It's the heavy drinking that takes its toll in our society every single year. Tonight it is Black Eye Friday apparently as it is known when people will drink even more than they usually do on a weekend night. This year the NHS is spending £300,000 of our money setting up drunk tanks to look after people. Surely it's time to start charging these bozos a set fee for getting so legless that they can't make it home. I'm going to suggest 50 quid as a starter. 0344 499 1000. Coming up later on, we'll find out what Christmas holds in store for the royal family, what TV shows you can look forward to as well. And as if that isn't enough, we've got a special festive edition of the Perrier Awards. You don't want to miss that. You're listening to me, Mike Graham, right here on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. So it was all going so well at the beginning of this week, wasn't it? We were sort of, you know, gently cantering into a Christmas holiday season. We were gently kind of thinking that, well, of course, you know, Brexit might not be all that. However, at least we are going to have a relatively quiet week. And, uh, you know, Theresa May, Jeremy Corbyn and all those other politicians can wander off into the sunset and come back in January with a new plan, having been invigorated and recharged after the Christmas holiday. Since then, of course... uh, 
we've had uh, the stupid woman problem from Jeremy Corbyn, a man who has consistently refused to admit to have ever done anything wrong in his life, said that he didn't say stupid woman, even though everybody knew that he did. That's been reverberating around so much so that last night he was still banging on about it and still telling us all that he never actually said it. Meanwhile, of course, we've had the complete and utter chaos down at Gatwick just because some bozo decided to fly a drone, which nobody could actually see, which nobody has actually found and which apparently uh, is now safe for everybody to fly around when it wasn't safe to fly around it two days ago. Absolutely an incredible story. Unbelievable. We'll find out precisely what has changed down at Gatwick because apparently now, since six o'clock this morning, flights have been taking off willy-nilly without any fear or favour. What we, will, what we are going to set you off with this morning, though, uh, is, of course, what is now now known as, apparently, Black Eye Friday. People are going to go out on the Friday before Christmas and get drunker than you ever thought possible. They're going to get more legless than you ever thought possible. Many of them are going to end up in A&E. And in the NHS in England, they've decided quite sensibly, actually, to have drunk tanks for people so that they don't clog up the A&E and they put them somewhere to recover for a while. Now, I have no problem with that. However, it will still cost the NHS money, 300,000 quid to be precise. And I'm going to say that it's time we started charging people if they get so drunk and so legless because they can't control their own appetites, then it's time that they paid a fine of some kind or other which would go into the NHS coffers and would help us all uh, with a bit of funding. Why the hell not? £50, I think, is a very, very fair price to pay uh, if you're so stupid that you can't drink without becoming legless and without becoming comatose and without risking your own life, then surely, to heavens, you should be punished for it. I want to hear from you because you'll have some good ideas about this. 0344... 499-1000. Let's talk uh, to Andrew Mizell, Director of Alcohol Change UK, uh, because, of course, he will know precisely what I'm talking about. Andrew, very good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you very much indeed for joining us, Andrew. Now, you might think I'm being a little bit draconian here, but I think it's time we took a, took a proper kind of, you know, litmus test of why we have so many people that drink so much in this country, why they seem to feel the need to get completely and utterly paralytic every time they have a drink, and why we should have to put up with it, really. I mean, as you say, it's something of a national sport, particularly around the the Christmas season. I mean, I live in Cardiff, which is a city which is quite probably internationally famous for its uh, Saturday night high street drinking, and I'm sure we're going to see a lot tonight and and over Christmas. I mean, the reasons people do it, I mean, one reason is habit. You you can't ignore the fact that uh, quite a lot of people actually quite enjoy going out and and getting blathered. You know, that's their recreation as part of the celebration. And I think really what we've tried to do in a lot of places is is manage it. Um, so you you get things like I mean we talk about drunk tanks that makes it sound a little bit sort of fairy tale of New York, doesn't it? It's not like a police cell. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah, a, well, what a, what actually is it though? Is it like a sort of porter cabin on the street? What is it? It would depend. Some places have a porter cabin. Some places have a bus. Uh, in Cardiff, we've actually got a, r- a room in a building, and what it is basically. Is a is a room full of um, army beds, folding beds uh, with drips. Because the the major problem, and this, I mean this is where I think the NHS gets a bit fed up, is that people turn up at casualty, and the only thing that some of them are injured, but the only thing that's wrong with an awful lot of them is they're intoxicated, which means they've got too much alcohol in their blood and they're dehydrated because alcohol makes you pee too much. So most of them, if you lie them down in a safe position so they don't vomit and you put a drip in their arms, you're getting water back into their bodies. In a few hours, they'll be more or less 
back where they should be and they can just get up and walk home. Well, that's 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 all very well, uh, Andrew, but who's going to be actually staffing these uh, operations? Presumably it's NHS staff that's doing all that, is it? Yeah, I mean, obviously you have to have medical or nursing staff there. Uh, People tend to get brought along by the police. And, I mean, the other group that really deserve a lot of praise this season are the street pastors who are uh, volunteers from local churches who don't get paid a penny Mm. for staying up all night and picking up some people and taking them to a safe place. Right. So a lot of it is, is you know, volunteers, and you could argue whether that's right or not. I mean, it's very good of them to give their own time. Yeah. But it, it, does, it does cost the NHS to run centres like this, but certainly, uh, I mean, I've been part of a big study that's been going on for a while now. It is actually a lot cheaper, as you can imagine, to put someone on a camp bed and give them a drink yes. in town than put them in an ambulance you've got two ambulance drivers tied up maybe for an hour. Right. Then they've got a queuing casualty. So this, these drunk tanks, as people call them, they're no, a real listen, I, I, I think it's quite a good idea, Andrew, and I'm, actually, yeah. I'm absolutely with you on that, and certainly keep them away from the A&E and keep them away yeah. from, from clogging up the ambulance services. How about yeah, yeah. An, added, an added wrinkle for me would be as yeah. they walk out the door, ready to go home because they've now sobered up, have a little touch uh, uh, point where you can use a, a contactless card, which they've all got, and if you can't yeah. do more than 30 quid, 30 quid, there you go, you can't leave till you pay it. Do you know, I, I totally understand the reasoning behind this, but schemes like this, they, they, they don't work. I mean, you, there's this contactless idea, I've not heard that before. But, you know, I remember Tony Blair used to talk about marching Zobos to cash points. Yeah, and, that was shortly uh, before his own son was unfortunately found paralytic in Leicester Square, I seem to recall. Yeah, well, we, 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 many of us, <laughs> we set ourselves up for our own fall, don't we? Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it doesn't work practically. Now, it, it's quite difficult to extract money from people who don't want to give it. Uh, if you have to take them through the courts and things to get it. All right, all right. Well, how about this then? All right, I've got another one for you because I because yeah. I'm always I'm full of ideas, right? Of Andrew, course, sure when are. when they took when they put them in the uh, drunk tank, yeah. because they yeah. will all no doubt have spent plenty of money while they were out. You just remove yeah. the money from them. Just take the card, tap it on the yeah, thing, and uh, away you go. I don't think you can do that legally, but I mean, quite seriously, I I do understand the thing. I understand the frustration, but there's a few things we've got to think about. One of which is the risk. Uh, and it's the same with any kind of healthcare. If you charge for it, it's possible that people won't won't use it, and they they won't use it till they're very ill, or they won't use it when they really need it. Yeah. And then and then tidying up afterwards is even more difficult and even more dangerous and expensive. I mean, the other issue as well is I think it, it, if you start saying, "Oh, I, I'm going to charge you for your healthcare because you did it to yourself." Mm. That raises all sorts of questions. I mean, I'm a bit overweight. Are you going to say to me, No, no, because you you haven't, no, because no, because you haven't gone out, Andrew, and eaten five kebabs to the point where you're so uh, uh, in in, in a state of of almost food poisoning that you need to be admitted for emergency health care. No, drinking to excess, I'm sorry, no, Andrew, drinking to excess is not about health care, it's about idiocy and it's about irresponsibility. And I would guarantee you that if you charge somebody, they won't be doing it again the next time. Do you know what? I, I. We don't know, do we? I mean, maybe someone should research it. But I think, uh, I mean, uh, someone might say to me, look, mate, you need to eat less. I don't know that. So, well, if I get diabetes, you could say that was my fault. If I go skiing and break my leg, mm. you know, if I play football and break my leg. No, I, think- I, I, I don't believe that's a valid argument. I know, I've heard no, the I- argument before, Andrew. This is purely yeah. and simply self-inflicted, elective 
um, you know, problems which people have chosen to do. Now, if you go skiing on a skiing hole and you break your leg, that's just unlucky. Okay. Now, it may well be if you happen if it happens abroad, you do have to pay to get yourself repatriated to this country in order to get the treatment that you wouldn't want for free. The bottom line for me is, is if you're going out for a drink and you're that stupid that you can't actually drink responsibly and and you can get a little bit merry, but you can still find your way home. If you can't manage to do that, then I think you should be punished. Well, I mean, it'd be interesting to get views from people on the front line because I suspect a lot of policemen and nurses and such like wouldn't actually be want to try to extract cash from people who they're, who they're trying to help. But I think we might have to agree to disagree on this one. Well, we can agree to disagree, but then we're just going to have the same problem every single year and every single Christmas and every single New Year and every single time there's ever an opportunity for people to go out and get legless, and it's never going yeah, to stop. Yeah. Surely you well, would I... rather, in, in, in your position, Andrew, as Director of Alcohol Change, you want something yeah. to change. You don't want it to stay uh, the same. Otherwise, you could call your organisation Alcohol, keep it the same as it is always. Yeah, it's a little bit long, isn't it? But no, <laughs> I, 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 I understand your point, but I guess the, the, the thing about... Um, <laughs> No, the thing about t- taking action on alcohol is there are an awful lot of things that sound like a good idea that don't necessarily work and may even make things worse. And this is why, I mean, it's a bit boring, but this is why we do research into stuff for years to find out what actually does work. Yeah. Uh, because if you just shoot from the hip, I mean, we see, you know, you see uh, politicians doing it all the time. So, oh, we've identified a problem. Right. We're going to pass a law or we're going to make people pay for this or something. And sometimes you can actually make things worse. So it, I, I think it's a, it's a massive cultural issue. And I think it's genuinely interesting. What is it about us that makes us want to get so drunk, makes so many of us want to get so drunk at Christmas? I mean, some people might say, are people miserable? You know, are they trying to escape from something? Um, and some people might just say, well, look, people love getting drunk at Christmas. What's the problem? Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot, of, there's a lot to think about there. And I, I'm... I'm not passing judgment on anyone because we've all done stupid things. No, we have all done stupid things, but the trouble is, as you will know from uh, the rep- repetition of this phrase, that you know, if you keep doing yeah. the same thing and expecting a different uh, result, yeah, yeah. then you are in fact a lunatic. And you know what I what I find incredible is that we yeah. as a nation don't seem to have a very good relationship with alcohol. You know, we talk all the time about whether we should uh, legalise drugs. We talk all the time about whether or not uh, we should have a minimum alcohol pricing like they do in Scotland. You know, something has to change, surely, Andrew? Yeah, I mean, the minimum price measure is obviously going through in Scotland. It'll be going through in Wales next year as well, which raises the question of, you know, what about the rest of the UK? Um, that's going to remove um, a lot of the very cheap alcohol from the market, which which will cut consumption. I mean, we 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 don't know for sure yet because we haven't seen how it's working in Scotland. But generally, when you put the price up, people buy less of something. Um, so you know that that's one measure. And I think yeah, there's there's definitely room for us to have a good old think about alcohol. I mean, it's it's so much part of our culture. It's so normal. Uh, so usual, but it's one of those things, you know, if you invented it tomorrow, everyone would be horrified because it's also quite dangerous and it does very strange things to your brain. You know, it's a psychoactive substance, a mind-altering drug, but it's one that we like yeah. to use. So it's, it's getting that balance right. I mean, I suppose I, the phrase I often use is enjoy. Um, you know, enjoy your alcohol. And I think it's it, you enjoy things when you, you take time over them, you save them, you have a little bit of them, but not too much. Uh, and you pick the ones that you like, and you, you know you take it easy when you're using them. Um, obviously, not everybody sees it that way. 
Unfortunately not. And, and I can give you uh, a very a, a, sna- a very small snapshot of public opinion. Everyone who's tweeting me during our conversation, Andrew, is agreeing with me that it's time we started finding people because otherwise it's never going to stop. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. But, like, obviously you're, you know, the people on your Twitter feed are, are very much entitled to their views and I'm very glad that they're expressing them. Uh, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work. Uh, just because a lot of people on Twitter think it's a good idea at the moment. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not saying that we should run everything because people on Twitter (laughs) think it's a good idea. However, it is very obvious to me, Andrew, that the current system is an absolute mess. It's a shambles. People are drinking too much. They've got no responsibility for themselves. And we're allowing them to continue that because we're not giving them any incentive not to do it. And that's my point. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to say. I don't think your solution is going to work, but we obviously we do we do need to look at uh, the situation we're in at the moment. Is we manage drinking in city centres and we reduce the harm, and that's a good thing because people may be very drunk, but they're generally not coming to harm like they would have done. Uh, so we do think to present. Well, they don't call it Black Eye Friday for no reason, Andrew. There will be people who will no. be harmed. There will be people who will get into fights. There will be women who get battered by their partners. You know, so it's they wrong will. to say that people are not getting harmed by this. And it's time we did something about it. But you're quite right. We will have to agree to disagree. Appreciate your time, Andrew. Have a great Christmas. Uh, and of course, drink in moderation, whatever you do. Andrew Mizell, Director of Alcohol Change UK uh, for Wales. The Independent Republican Mike Graham, Jamie East, coming up at one o'clock, of course. Uh, Halo says this, hold tight, it's illegal to serve someone who's drunk, isn't it? I have to have drunk tanks in the pubs who filled their trough, not in the hospitals, and I'm pretty sure this snowflake nonsense will end soon. Uh, well, Halo, I'm not sure you're right about that. Uh, what they are saying is that they should have the drunk tanks actually in the high street rather than at the hospital. So uh, if they do that, I think it's a great idea, and I'm all for it, because it means they're not going to clog up uh, the corridors, they're not going to clog up the ambulance service, they are going to be treated where they are drunk, if you like, in the middle of the town. And that's fine, but my added wrinkle to it, which I think most most people would agree is a good idea, uh, is to charge them. And I say 30 quid only because that's, at the moment, the maximum you can charge on a contactless card. You literally just remove the card from their wallet, from their handbag, and you just go, bing, there's 30 quid. Thank you very much indeed. And away you go. Now, we're going to talk to Toby Gillis very shortly, who's just copped back from Gatwick to tell us what is going on down there. First, though, let's go into the phones and talk to Susan, who is in Exeter. Hello, Susan. Good morning, Puppet. How are you? I'm You're very okay? well. Merry, no, Merry, uh, Merry Christmas to you as well, because I may not speak to you before uh, Christmas no. Day. Well, that's fine. I'm looking forward to listening to your iPod on, on Sunday. Are you? Uh, no, Christ- Christmas Day. Yeah, good. Yeah, the best of Mike Graham. One. What could be better? Yeah, oh, well, it'll cheer me up, because I'm banged up in the flat all day, and I shall want cheering up. Um, are you spending Christmas I... alone, then? Yes. Are I've you? Done it before. It's fine. Yeah, it's really? fine. Are you making Christmas yeah. dinner for yourself? No, God, no. no. My cooker's not very good. I'll just have some nice things to eat. Do you I know, like I once spent toast. Christmas on my own after yeah. a particularly difficult uh, year, and I Fine, had a spaghetti, exactly. uh, spaghetti and meatballs I made for Christmas dinner, which was oh, very good. It's, it's lovely. You don't, I say to anybody out there, look, if you don't fancy it, if you're tired, you don't yeah. have to do a, 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 no. a turkey. You can do exactly. cheese on toast, French toast, Whatever anything you like. you like. Welsh bit. Something you enjoy, exactly. Yes. Before I get on to the subject of drunk tanks, yes. may I talk to you about Paddington Bear? Have you seen the Paddington Bear movie? I've seen the first one, not the second one. 
Yeah. What did you think of the first one? I actually one? thought it was all right. I thought it was quite pleasant, you know, very friendly, sort of, you know, cosy. I... Major, you give yeah. me a nice warm feeling. Yes. That guy I from Downton was... Abbey was in it, wasn't he? What, doing the voiceover? No, no, the guy, was was he not the, the sort oh, of the master of the house? I didn't watch Downton Abbey, I, I, I haven't got a telly, but there was a nice voice coming across. Was he in Downton I, I didn't watch it, you see, I haven't got TV, but he was. But the voice was very good, wasn't it? Yeah, very good, but if you haven't got a telly, how have you seen the movie? Because, I'll tell you, a friend's, I told a friend how much I wanted to see Paddington Bear, and yeah. he said, it's on Channel 4, come round and see it, and I watched oh, it on went TV, round to his place. I thought it was oh, okay. lovely. Right. I went round to his place, nice. and I, a gentleman who phoned up earlier about Watership Down said that the rabbits look as if they're talking. Animation yeah. is so good nowadays, it does look as if the animals yeah, are talking. Yeah, but it doesn't matter, does it? You know they're not talking. The, yeah, but it's lovely to think they are because you've no, got it's not. It's freaky. No, it's scary. If rabbits oh, started talking to each other, you know that would be oh, the beginning of the end. Come on, well, you, they do talk to each other. Trees talk to each other. Animals talk to each other. Trees. Birds talk to each other to communicate. All right. Well, they do. I'll take your they word for that. Listen, we haven't got a lot of time, Susan. Tell me what you want to say about drunk tanks. tanks. Go on. Why don't we have them? And why don't we put up porter cabins outside A and E units? Uh, the administration staff, the, the people... Have you ever been to a casualty department? Of course, like? yes. Right, OK. Many times. So you, you, OK, so you check in with the reception staff, don't you? Mm-hmm. First of all. Yeah. Now, if, if the person at reception is, is drunk and incapable, my suggestion is... Well, hopefully the not if they're working there. No, the the, per, the person, the patient. Oh, I see. Sorry, yeah, all right. The patient checking in. Right, so the administration staff will say, hang on, he's drunk, he's intoxicated. Yeah. Turn left and go outside yes. into the port. I agree, cabin. but also charge the money for it, Susan. Charge, charge the money. Charge the money. Why not? I bet, you, I bet you any money, Mike, if you charge the money, they wouldn't do it again. I, I agree. I think uh, that's, that's my point. You, and that guy that I spoke to earlier from Alcohol yeah. Change... You know, yes. who was against the idea? I couldn't believe that. No. You know, no, you, you you've got to deal with this. Nothing is being dealt with by the government. They're no. letting everything go, and you can't. We'll put Theresa May and Jacob Rees-Fogg on the streets, and and Michael Gove, right, on the streets at at one o'clock in the morning, and watch all the rubbish and the riffraff drifting around, uh-huh. and and getting into fights. And they'll soon do something. They'll soon jump. Well, let's they'll hope jump. so. Now, I've got a couple of messages for you, one from Scott and one from a guy called Lionheart. Scott, I love you. And and who from Lionheart? Uh, Lionheart says, Merry Christmas to Susan from Exeter. Thank you, my darling. And Merry Christmas to Lionheart and Scott. There you go. lovely one. I love you. Take care. See you soon. Susan from Exeter there, making a lot of sense, uh, as ever. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary. 
not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Coming up, of course, this weekend, the Christmas holidays are upon us. It's quite nice, actually, when Christmas Eve falls on a Monday, because it means that uh, today, for example, the train that I came into work on was completely empty. I don't think anybody is actually working today, apart from us here at Talk Radio, uh, over the road at Talk Sport as well. Uh, We're going to talk now to Mike Ward, who I'm hoping is working. He's the TV critic, of course, for the Daily Star. He's going to tell us what to look forward to coming up uh, over the next few days. Mike, a very good morning to you, and uh, happy happy Christmas. Happy early Christmas to you too. It doesn't start until Christmas Day. Well, on Christmas Day. well, to be honest, I think you're being very parsimonious about Christmas. Indeed. Because, to be honest, I mean, Christmas has been kind of going since about Wednesday, I would say. I would say Christmas, in my view, if you base it on the, uh, the TV ads, it started on November the 1st. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, at least in America, they have Thanksgiving, which yeah. kind of gives them a bit of a, a, a bookend, you know, to not start Christmas before it's kind of like the a end. Buffer, of... isn't it? Well, exactly. There. I mean, we now seem to start it after Halloween. Yes, which is actually that's not wrong. It's really not. Well, I'm very rarely wrong, Mike. You should know that. I appreciate it. You've been on the show plenty of times. You should know that. In fact, I'm never wrong. Now, tell us what's coming up at the week uh, weekend before Christmas, and what is coming up over Christmas that we should be looking out for. Well, well, obviously, we, you know, we've, we we haven't got Strictly anymore. So, you know, we can't look for... I know, I know how much you like... I mean, listen, I, I gave up watching Strictly. I mean, I was at a party last night. I was talking to Darren Goff, um, who everybody's forgotten actually won Strictly when it was good. Uh, we, well, I saw a story the other day that Chris Evans, who's about to be the new Virgin Breakfast host uh, in the new year, he's going to do Strictly. I mean, that's the earliest announcement I think I've seen. Yes, that's that's bizarre, isn't, isn't it? it? This like sort of, you know, finding out who's going to go into the jungle in three years' time <laughs> or something like that. But, exactly. But exactly. Very strange. But anyway, um, yeah, this week at Watership Down, that's the big thing on BBC oh, yeah. One over the weekend. We've got um, this, this latest... Uh, um, uh, adaptation of the Richard Adams book. Is it right? I've, I've been hearing disturbingly that it's not as sad as the real Watership Down. But that can't, can't be, be sad right, can these it? Days. We, 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 we're all snowflakes these days. We can't do sad, you know, so everything... Well, so us. nobody dies in Watership no, Down? No, everybody, everybody's smiling and dancing all oh, the way. <laughs> no, it's not quite that bad. But yeah, it's, 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 um, it's a long time. I mean, that film of it, you know, which everybody remembers, was uh, 40-something years ago. Oh, so yeah. It's a long, long time. Um, so long overdue a reinterpretation. Of course, these days you can make rab- make it look like real talking rabbits. That's yes. the key to the whole thing. Yes. Whether you like the story or not, you sit there and think that looks like a proper rabbit talking. <laughs> and you know that's 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 what we really want on TV, isn't it? Um, what else we got over over the weekend? I mean, basically you, you're moving on to Sunday. I'm just having a little flip through my notes here. Sunday is um, the second part of Watership Down, actually, to be honest. Um, oh, so what's it, two parts? It's a two-parter. Do you know what, what's slightly strange? Yeah, yeah, two-parter, that's right. Yeah, getting slightly confused about this here. But, um, yeah, two-parter over, the, over that. So uh, I was right when I said you weren't working today, right? You no, haven't bothered, gonna, have you? Not quite really with it, to be perfectly honest <laughs> with you. Over the course of Christmas, what's interesting is mm. that IT, ITV are going to show loads of Bond films. ITV seem to have waved the white flag of surrender in recent years, yeah. TV-wise, predominantly, they do still have their big Christmas night, big hitter, which this year, I mean, they've done, obviously they did Downton for a few years. Yeah. Then they did um, Victoria. Now they've got Torvan and Dean. This is a yes. sort of, it's a period drama of sorts in the sense that the story gets underway in 1968. Well, hang on, how long is Torvald and Dean? That's two hours. 
Yeah, it's just one show, though, right? Oh, it's just one show, yeah. I was going to say, don't tell me it's a series, please. Do you not want to say... <laughs> I really don't want a series about Torval and Dean. I, yeah, off the, my, it is actually good, but I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. As soon as I saw two hours, I thought, yeah, you know, my ideal TV programme lasts 27 minutes yeah. with an ad break. Yes. Um, but, but there you go, that's that's your option. On and also, bizarrely, I was talking about this the other week, and I'm told that they decided, in despite the fact that Torval and Dean are most famous for that particular ice capade that they mm. did in Sarajevo, uh, when they won the gold medal uh, on the ice in, in the Olympics. They, they didn't reenact that, so that's not in it. Well, that's too obvious because... The... <laughs> well, that's, surely that's the point of it. No, it's it, it, always hold something back, folks. Oh, yeah. Know, something right. for, when they want well, to do the, for the full series. The Bolero, and, I think and, they called it, didn't And they? obviously it's a... It's a, it's a uh, yeah, Bolero, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's an appetite wetter stroke advert for the new series of Dancing on Ice, which starts oh, at I see. the start okay. of January. All right. um, so there's a, a slightly sort of um, cynical element that's to it. That's awful, well. isn't it? I mean, you see, when you get to that point in, in, in your career when you can spot this kind of stuff, it must, it must ruin Christmas for you. <laughs> Mike, I mean, you know, how can you go and look in the eyes of your children, your loved ones, when you know that this kind of cynicism is going on? It's impossible to avoid, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> so tell me more about the Bond thing, though, because we had, I think it was, I can't remember when it was uh, done, but I think a few, uh, maybe a couple of Bond films back, Sky dedicated the entire channel to Bond yes. uh, while a new uh, Bond movie was coming out, which I thought was great. Well, the funny thing is now, with uh, you know, it, when we were growing up, TV was, you know, films on TV came about five years after yeah. the cinema release, and it was such a big deal. It right. was almost more of a big deal than any of the actual programs. You know, sure. what's the big Christmas Day film? And mm. you'd look forward to it, and you'd all gather around, etc., etc. And it was a, you know, it was almost like the focal point, absolutely, of of, of the whole thing. Whereas now, you know, um, I think. Sky One, for example, got The Greatest Showman on Christmas Day. So, you know, it's sort of, we take it for granted in the same way that, you know, you used to look forward to watching live football twice a year. Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that that was a better world, but I'm saying it's changed our expectations and our habits. Yes. So you've got the likes of Quantum of Solace and um, Skyfall, etc., yeah. etc. And I think last year or the year before, they had Harry Potter films every night. So it's almost as if this is this is it. If so, you they're, so they're sort of banking on Bond, as it were, to, to yeah. rescue their Christmas. Whereas, I, whereas BBC... Now, the, the, the onus in recent times has fallen on the BBC, and particularly BBC One, to sort of tick all the traditional boxes. And mm. Christmas Days, I'll, I'll be honest, I could have written the previews for Christmas Day in August because you know exactly what it's going to be. It's Call the Midwife. It's a 90-minute Call the Midwife episode. Uh, the Strictly Come Dancing Christmas special, which probably was filmed in August. Right. Um, then you've got East EastEnders for an hour to cheer you up, Mrs. Brown's Boys to cheer you up, um, uh, Michael McIntyre. So everything feels very, it's all very a bit, samey. It's all a bit familiar, isn't it? It's all a bit familiar. Uh, uh, but I think, in a lot, I mean, in our house, the idea of actually sitting down and concentrating on anything of any substance yeah. or complexity on Christmas Day is is, is ludicrous. No, indeed, indeed. Because you have. Well, we. I mean, also you've got the you know the whole uh, you know Netflix and Amazon yeah. and everything else kind of invading your lives. I've got. I mean, I've got two kids 14 and 11 yeah. we have to basically drag them away from their uh, fortnight game yeah. in order to get them to even watch a film yeah you know never mind agreeing on what the film should actually be yes <laughs> that's, you know. a, that's an altogether different challenge yeah uh, continuing on bbc one uh, boxing day on bbc one um their their big one is the abc murders this is the latest agatha christie okay adaptation now they did one of these for last christmas which for all sorts of reasons that's well documented had to be um, put back and, and largely re well re in oh, some, really? to some degree 
Yes, because one of the uh, actors involved there was a controversy. Oh, yes, yes, I remember that, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's three nights on the trot. That's a Poirot, but it's a completely different type of Poirot from the ones that we're used to seeing on ITV with David Suchet, because it's yeah. John Malkovich right. uh, playing the guy in this particular instance. And it's a much darker, mm. more intense portrayal and the whole thing. For, I mean, it's a weird thing to say because, you know, all got, they've all got murder in them, so it's all quite gloomy. But right. yeah, you know, some murder mysteries are done in quite a sort of cryptic, whodunity, quirky yes. type, type of sense. And others are slightly more, mm, gosh. There is, yeah, there is a sense, isn't there, that television sort of production companies are now going for the shock value. Yeah. Because you know, almost everything that's been successful, like, uh, you know, Killing Eve, um, Bodyguard and all of that, I mean, it was quite violent, but also quite kind of uh, gorily violent, if you yeah. know what I mean. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, one of the programmes that's coming back right at the start of the year, next year, Silent Witness, this is the longest running drama of yes. its kind. And that is unbelievably sort of... <laughs> Uh, graphic in places uh, but it's really successful and right. i don't quite know that what that says about us as as viewers as human beings but it's it's incredibly popular mm. it's sort of absurd because obviously you know you, you've got people investigating crimes who probably wouldn't be getting that closely involved but anyway that's a separate thing so yeah i think our, you know, for all sorts of complex reasons way over my head we we seem to be expecting a, a more intensity in our dramas. Anyway, no, this, this, this one goes on for three nights on the trot. Also on Boxing Day on a, in a completely different vein, you've got these, I don't know if you heard about these um, old Morecambe and Wise episodes that were found in a derelict cinema in Sierra Leone. Oh, right. They, I uh, did read about this, yeah. yes. I, I haven't been able to see a preview of this, unfortunately, because <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't um, made available. But basically, it's two old episodes from 1968 mm that were found in this run-down, closed-down cinema uh, in black and white. So they've done that thing which they can do so easily now. Well, easily, they can do now, which is um, colourise them. Right. Uh, so they'll be going out on BBC Two on Boxing Day evening. The funny thing is now, we're so... We, in our heads now, we still associate Christmas with Morecambe and Wise. But it's more Morecambe and Wise over a Christmas these days than there ever was before because although you don't obviously have them, you have so many shows about Morecambe and Wise or featuring old clips of Morecambe and Wise... Um, and before this one on Boxing Day, they've got a rerun of the 1971 Morecambe and Wise, which had Glenda Jackson in it. Oh, I remember that one. Shirley Bassett and the famous Andre Previn doing his Greek piano yes. concerto thing. So it was, you know, it's a classic. It is so. kind of tragic. I do remember that, but it's true. It's all there. <laughs> That's right. Listen, Mike, it sounds like a, a very sort of sameish Christmas, I have to say. But thank you. We'll talk to you uh, on the other side. Mike Ward, TV critic for the Daily Star, uh, giving us the lowdown, of course, on what the stuff is that's coming up over Christmas. None of it sounds particularly enthralling, I have to say. Uh, you may be having to uh, uh, retire to Netflix and or Amazon. Uh, in order to get yourself entertained. Thank God it's Christmas. Thank God it's Christmas. Can it be Christmas? Let it be Christmas. Every day. Oh, my love. We this is the Independent Republic of Mike Graham. You know what to do. We're going to take loads more of your calls. 0344-499-1000. I've been saying it's time we started charging people for getting drunk and disorderly. It's not good enough uh, to have them uh, clogging up the A&E departments of our country. Uh, Ross says this. Mike, did you know in Iceland it's illegal to have sex when you're very drunk? Sounds crazy, but it helps prevent unwanted pregnancies and sexual assaults. More support for your idea. Well, you say that, but I mean, how on earth would they in any way be able to police that? You know, 
You call the police because you're having sex while drunk? I mean, that's ridiculous. Most ridiculous thing I've heard. Anyway, meanwhile, let's talk more about Christmas. Giselle Wainwright is here from Sun Savers. Giselle, Hello. a very Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. And How are you doing? And welcome back. Welcome back. Thank because, you. Because, uh, you know, time is running out for the old bargains uh, to be picked up. I is know, it not? I know. Where are you at? Have you got everything sorted I now? I think I have, actually. I think okay, I have. this there's, is good for you. There's this nothing really that I need to get. There's a couple of... Ma- I mean, I might make a visit to a shop this afternoon, a specific shop that I want to go to and see if there's something there I can get for a couple of things for the kids. But other than that, I'm pretty much oh, done. Oh, that's why you're so chilled. You're very relaxed. Very chilled, very relaxed. But not everyone is chilled. Not no. everyone is relaxed. People, I've seen a few stressed people this morning. Well, yeah. also, we keep hearing that, you know, there's going to be, you know, the Boxing Day sales are now being brought forward uh-huh. since the 23rd, Sunday. So It's I mean, a bit mad. Yeah, I mean, is. this news that Debenhams are doing this is, oh, I feel like it's, oh, it's such a big, um, it's a big sign of what's really happened this mm. year. And I think Debenhams, I particularly kept a close eye on because I thought this might happen. Yes. You feel like people are trying to get people into store. House of Fraser's obviously um, had troubles. Um, but yeah, Debenhams brought forward their sale too. Uh, I think it is, I've got it here. Yeah, so Sunday 23rd, they're taking around up, up to 50% off everything. And um, wow. yeah, they're going to go... They're still going to have their Boxing Day sale from 7am in-store, mm. but from Sunday online, you'll start to see incredible deals. Right. And what Great about for customers. If, and what if you're going out like this afternoon looking yeah. for stuff? Mm-hmm. I mean, where should you be going? Um... I still think hitting the high street's great if, you, if you're panicking because you haven't got the right ideas yet. Online is okay, but I think getting out in onto the high street and seeing what's available is great. Right. There are some amazing in-store deals. Um, I'd say, if, especially if you're doing toys, you want to pop into Argos. They've started their online toy clearance. Okay. Um, there's some big Lego sales today that I've noticed. Especially you know, I in saw there. a big story about Lego today. A guy who's built a Lego Titanic. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, That's not life-size, <laughs> I was going to say, a few Otherwise, more bricks needed. Well, you can't do a life-size one because you need to have a <laughs> You need a, you know, a big, yeah. a big okay. warehouse for that. But he's, he's, he's spent something like 2,000 quid on building a Lego Titanic. I mean, what sort of person That's would do that? <laughs> um, well, I'm not that kind of person. I'm not. But I would say it is one of those toys that uh, crosses into the kind of the adult bracket. It does. I've got lots of my friends' partners who've asked for Lego this year. Really? I know. You see, if you're with somebody who does Lego, I think there's something <laughs> wrong. No, some people love Lego. What's wrong with that? Well, no. You don't want to be I living with somebody who's over the age of 20. I don't think if they're doing it all Lego. the time, but I think it's fine if they just... Really? Do you know, I think maybe it's a way to avoid the family drama at Christmas. Yeah, maybe. What, you get, just disappear get hidden away. the loft <laughs> I'm, or the I'm, basement yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. if you have one of those, yeah. If you have one. Um, so lots of Lego sales. Um, Boots have already got some incredible online deals today. Okay. Lots of people, we've talked about this before, um, Sonicare toothbrushes. Well, Very do you know popular. what? I'm looking on your page today yeah. and it says, brighten those pearly whites with the Philips Sonicare toothbrush. Reduced from £180 uh-huh. to 60 I mean, who would pay 180 quid for a toothbrush? <laughs> These are good toothbrushes. Well, I hope so. Look, I've got nice teeth. I've got one. You've got lovely Smart. teeth. Thank Is that, you. Are you an advert for I, uh, I should be. Hold I on. Mean, I'm not an ambassador. this toothbrush should basically take you home. <laughs> This is from Very.co.uk and Very have some great sales. But what I would say is for most places, today's really your last kind of online for Mm. delivery for Christmas. Uh, Lots of people this morning saying that lots of vans out on the road, you're going to expect delays on things. See, I wouldn't trust that, you see. I wouldn't. And I've got lots of friends who've just said, no, that's it. I'm going in store. Um, But I get it. If you can't get out, I understand Today is the last day you can do it. Just the mm. last day. Um, I mean, this might sound a stupid thing to ask yeah, you. Yeah, go on. Um, but the Gatwick thing, yeah. which has really, really caused chaos in Absolutely. Britain uh, for the last two days, and ha- will that have held things up in terms of freight and stuff Do you know what? In? That's a real possibility, actually. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, I think if you if your gift hasn't arrived, mm. I would say it's not a bad idea to be thinking about a backup situation yes. at this stage. Yes. And yes, the Gatwick thing could have knock-on, especially um, if you've ordered from overseas. And also remember, a lot of these big retailers, that's right. where they get all their stuff from. Or will from. it give you a good excuse that when... <laughs> <laughs> you know, on Christmas morning, your other half goes, so where's my present? 
when it got held up in the well, Gatwick, uh, you know. That's a nice one. Problem. If you're planning on doing that, you shouldn't say it on radio, Mike. That's what I that's would say. That's very true. Yeah. Well, but I won't. I wouldn't use anything that despicable. Obviously, that's wouldn't. not what I would what do. What I would say though is also I've not really been an advocate for this because I'm I love Christmas. Mm. But if you if you haven't got a gift yet, and if you have an understanding family or partner. And you're hard up this Christmas. Yeah. The sales are really good. So if you can wait a day right. or definitely keep your receipt, I d- it's not a great idea to go and spend loads of money. Um, if it's someone you love and you can say, tomorrow I can probably get this a bit yeah. cheaper. It's not ideal, but you, you're going to no, save a lot of money. No, you can't do that. No. Yeah, you have to give them a present fine. on Christmas It's not morning. worth getting in debt over Christmas. Again, if you're with somebody who's doing Lego and you're giving <laughs> them a present a day late after Christmas Day... You're not, it's not going to... I'm not saying you combine those for. situations. Yeah. I'm saying if you're in separate versions, yeah. so it's all, well, it's all with can, Lego can stay out of it. Okay, you're going to be in separate bedrooms for sure. Well, what about the food scenario? Because this is the weekend that everybody, of course, will buy the food. Oh my God, before. food's gone nuts this week. Everyone, yeah. start, everyone started going at each other. So we've seen... So if you're uh, getting ready for your Christmas dinner, um, you can still... I, I thought they'd sell out the other day, but you can still get a turkey at Lidl. And I think they're doing the, doing the cheapest Christmas turkey, three ninety five dollars per kilo. Per kilo. Oh, per kilo, okay. But that's right. still quite a low mm-hmm. cost compared to some of the fresh ones. Yeah, because, um, I mean, you could get one that's a couple of kilos, right? So yeah. Six you can still, I think, is it what, like three kilos, you can still feed like three or four. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to have many leftovers mm. and it's good to buy in bulk. Yeah. Um, vegetables, you've seen all the prices for all the essentials have now gone, uh, I think Lidl launched with, yeah, 19p per like bag of sprouts, wow. carrots, which is amazing. Yes. And then Aldi quietly followed up the next day, mm. slyly, even though I bugged them yeah. quite hard. Now, I've heard a story, I don't know if it's true, Go that on. this year, Brussels sprouts are smaller yeah. than they were been in troubles. previous years. Yeah. Why, why is that? Uh, I think it's something to do with the, it's the weather conditions. Mm. But you can get, uh, you can buy, you know, like this wonky veg trend oh, yes. to use up food waste. Yeah, yeah. You can buy, well, wonky, you can you can buy sprouts. wonky sprouts at well, uh, Morrison's this year. Sprouts, I don't round. know. I think it's just they look what a bit smaller and a little bit... No, not the actual sprout, the oh, stalk. Okay. <laughs> the oh, stalk's right. a bit wonky. Because lots of people right. like to buy them, um, don't they? Yeah, like, they I've never yeah. understood that. Nor have I. Why would you buy them like that? I don't know. I imagine if you had a nice house, you might leave it out on the side. I don't know. Is that like an accessory? It's very pretentious, isn't it? Not, not in your house, Mark. No. Obviously not. No, I'm not interested. Unless you're growing them, you're not going to get Unless you're growing stalk. them. Have yeah. you been growing your sprouts all year? I have not been growing my sprouts all year, but I, there was a period in my life when I did grow vegetables when I was yeah. a student. Really? I lived with some vegetarians and they decided that they would grow vegetables. I think it's a nice idea. In London, you're doing it a lot on uh, windowsills. I yeah. always worry that yeah. it's not as it's good not as, No, and also they're covered in you know, pollution. Absolutely. But no, we lived in the West Country and we grew actually uh, green beans. Um, yeah, that's and good. And so many green that's beans. That's a good idea. If you can do it, you should do it. That we, ate, we have to eat them every night, though. <laughs> Okay, know, it's sounding more bleak. It's sounding a lot more bleak. Yeah, it's yeah, not okay, good. not a fan. Of, um, and what I'd say is also the champagne wars have started today. Oh yeah. Uh, so now I, s- you're I, s- I know you love champagne. I do. Iceland are offering their Charles Montaigne or Montana um, champagne. It's eleven ninety nine. It's down to five seventy five. Champagne. <laughs> and Aldi and Morrison's seven ninety five. Five seventy five. Sorry, five seventy five. Yeah, cheap. so that's while stocks last. And mm. Aldi and Morrison's have both lowered theirs to ten pound a bottle, wow. which is great. And they they're calling it Sparkling Saturday Sparkling tomorrow. Saturday. So you're going to stock up on. I'm your I'm going to get down and get some of that. I would. It's really. I, we've tested a few bottles, haven't we? We know we what have. we like now. We do. So uh, I, I honestly, I really, really rate the um, kind of budget supermarkets, All champagne right. and booze. Okay. Really Absolutely. No reason to pay through the nose. Tremendous. Absolutely. Thank you, Giselle. No we'll have a lovely Christmas. Thank you. Unless I see you before Christmas, I don't that know if might I'm going happen. To. I, you never know. It in could this happen. Case. Merry Christmas. 
Well, have a lovely time. Thank you so much for coming in. Uh, Giselle Wainwright there from Sunsavers. Have a look at her page in the Sun today. Uh, It's on page 24. Uh, Bizarrely, you'll get Lynn Saunders' tip, which is that if you cover the bottom bedsheet with a thin fleece when you move during the night, you will not get woken (laughs) by a cold patch in the bed. I love all my readers' tips. The whole point is to get a cold patch, isn't it? Isn't that why you move? Not everyone's after that, Mike. People are different. All right. Okay. Well, listen, uh, see you soon. Uh, This is Talk Radio. Thank you. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. If you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. 